Mr. Round Vanilla Iced Coffee. Courtesy of Mr. Matt Mirage, who's here in the studio. Hi, Matt. Yeah, I just downed mine. I'm feeling good. <laughs> and Leslie Lazenby. Hi, everyone, and I'm waiting for the kick-in. I got Mr. Brown's uh, Blue Mountain Blend. This is Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot traditional film. And this is FPP 125, May 15th, 2015. Folks who regularly listen, you may notice the mellow tone of my voice. That's not going to really be around very long. (laughs) Because I cracked open a Mr. Brown, and for those of you who were at San Clemente, at the dark room, (laughs) who saw my presentation, I was perfectly fine, but then I hit the cooler, and all is Mr. Brown. I downed a Mr. Brown, and it's sort of like a Jekyll Hyde, except... You know, my Mr. Hyde is not like an evil Mr. Hyde. It's a film photography Mr. Hyde. So I have my vanilla Mr. Brown. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some right now. Booyah! Tight, tight, tight! I'm, of course... We are in trouble. I'm Someone's going to call the cops. I'm, of course, the... Uh, <laughs> This is our first. Um, this is our first day back in the studio. Last episode, we did a recap of the walking workshop, mm-hmm. where we interviewed many of you folks who were in attendance, and that was a, a great, great day. And it's st- there's still a reverberation going on. I want to open up just reading a few letters. Actually, I have. Let me start with uh, the one from James Eakins. Uh, James, that was an 8x10 camera, right? Yeah, he brought a big old Cenar with him, yeah. And he had Impossible? Impossible, uh, Instant. He had a ton of holders, Mike. He had like like five or six holders just ready to go, preloaded, was going to soup it at home. He did a, did a great job. So he took a photograph of myself mm-hmm. and Matt. I guess uh, Mark got effed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, it's because he was that taking was... the darkroom tour for like three hours. I assume F stands for he just forgotten. Like, okay. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. He just, he just like, him, like, he kept doing the How It's Made tour. He just keep going around. James says, thanks again for organizing. This, by the way, this is printed on a piece of paper. This never, this never was transmitted uh, digitally. Oh. Like this came in a box. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is not like Brundle Fly transmitted. <laughs> Thanks again for organizing such a great weekend. It was awesome. By the way, you may notice my, uh, my uh, voice is a little hoarse today. I was traveling today most of the day in the car. When I travel, I sing. But I would say more like scream. So I sing really loud. Okay. Can we put a GoPro and a mic to was capture go- some of this? I was going to record it. Wow. You should. That's, I mean, that's you have- a whole podcast right there. <laughs> and I go for hours in dead silence. You do? A lot of times. When you drive? I'd, a lot of times, yes. No kidding. Uh, hour, hours, hours. For traveling to New Jersey for me is the better part of nine, and there's times when there's probably nobody talking to me except in my head. Right. Uh, for maybe more than an hour, no, I'm 15, kidding. 20 you don't minutes like No, I get things worked out, you know, and... I have the, pot, the iPod on shuffle, so who knows yeah. what's going to come up. Yep. So when something fun comes up, something that's energetic, the You're first popping. thing I scream is like, yeah! <laughs> then I go into, like, screaming along with it. <laughs> and that got me through, like, gets me through, like, three-quarter of the, of the trip. So, anyhow... James says, thanks again for organizing such a great weekend. It was awesome to meet you, the darkroom staff, and all the great film shooters that came out. Here's a little souvenir from the weekend for the FPP Studios. Portraits of Michael and Matt shot on my Cenar 
P 8x10 using impossible PQ 8x10 film. Yeah. I lifted the emulsion onto wood panels. Mm-hmm. I think they look pretty sharp. They look great. Uh, can't wait for the next meetup. Viva la instant. James Eakins. James is broad daylight, one word, on Flickr. Mm-hmm. He says, Pola walking in L.A. What do you, what do you have to say They're about They're sweet. They're signed on the back. These are lovely. No, these are, these are great. Perfect, perfect size. Uh, I great think you format. found out that um, there is a large instant group out there. Yeah, a lot of instant shooters out there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Very strong. Very strong. I want everyone to know that uh, the weekend that James was talking about was our FPP walking workshop in San Clemente, California. The first time we've gone out to the West Coast. It was held at the Dark Room, which is uh, a lab, our, our pals at the Dark Room. James, there was a, yes, Leslie, there was a kind of a gaggle. Is that a good word? Gaggle's yeah. good for There instant. was. There was yes. a gaggle of instant shooters there, and they, you know, it was, kind of remind me of the film iRobot. You know, they ask, you know, do robots group together? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, like, everyone, like, there was, like, a little group of Polaroid shooters, it was like a little group of the micro, the 110 guys. Mm-hmm. There were. Th- Bet you had a little group of large formatters. Y- yeah, they all set up ganged, the four by ganged up together. Yeah. Those LFers. Oh, yeah. The LFers and the MFers. Mm-hmm. There, was <laughs> <laughs> there was no real emphasis on my part uh, to really promote instant photography at this event because we're at a lab. Yeah. Oh, C41, E6. Um, you know, dealing with negatives. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to rain on the darkroom's parade. Exactly. And like, you know, have this, you know, instant rollout. Yeah. C41 E6. However, I didn't, you know, I just didn't think that like a uh, instant contingency. Is that a good word, Leslie? Yeah. Mm, I, um, contingency. Hmm. Uh, consortium? Oh, I, I didn't think that an instant consortium. Is that good? Uh, was going to be there. Like, I just had no idea. And I was, you know... Constituency. Constituency. So I was thrilled. And, of course, Leslie, you were greatly missed. We have to figure out, if we do it again, how to, to, like, get you out there. Yeah. Because you'll have your own, like, gang. Oh, yeah. My gang. People were asking, you know... What about the SX-70? What do you call that? The the chopsticks. Oh, the the manipulation. The The manipulation. Mm -hmm. Because Toby Hancock was there. Oh, he does it? Toby Hancock is a... He... Yeah, he's... Yeah. (laughs) I I missed that. There's some people that I have followed for a long time on my short life on Flickr. (laughs) So, James, what we have in front of us, you'll see a picture on our show notes, is... uh, what he shot on a piece of wood. Can you guys explain, like, what was the process here? Maybe. Whoa, so, I mean, like... Well, you should always peel your 8x10s. Yep. Separate them from that um, developing paste. The paste and just that backing sheet. Because basically, exactly. uh, any of the impossible black and white emulsion, there's enough chemistry in there to just overcoat it, just to account for, you know, time and all that stuff. So, and th- that film and uh, chemistry combo... The uh, the chemistry will keep working on the emulsion and working and working, and it will essentially fade the print into like these sepia tones, and then it'll, yeah. it'll, I mean, if you let it go, it'll just keep going until it's nothing but cream. On and the, and uh, since if, I've if you don't peel it, correct. Right, and since I've started doing this again, uh, I had to look that time up, and a lot of people recommend peeling this within. Within maybe ten minutes or fifteen, I hit it. Yeah, like fifteen twenty. Yeah, and it's real good for me. Exactly. So 
Um, I, I've done them at a longer state than that, at a couple of days, but it's more of a challenge. Yeah. And you can wrinkle really the fighting. emulsion. Okay. But you know what? Um, here he's completely pulled the emulsion off and mounted it on here. And it gives this great little raggy edge and mm-hmm. uh, grindy edge, maybe I should say. And so, so folks so listening, yeah. um, th- it's the equivalent of a basically a crack and peel Polaroid. A Polaroid you, you pull out of the mm-hmm. camera. Yes. And then with 8x10, it's a special processor. Yes. Yeah, it's its, its own it's the same process. thing, though. It, yeah, it basically, breaks. you're um, because of the large format, you have to uh, process a single sheet at a time. Yes, sheets. What you have to do is you're placing the negative and the positive together, like you're doing the work that the pack film Polaroids would do behind the camera when you yank it out. So the yanking process is essentially you feeding it into this machine to bring it together. After that, it's essentially like a peel apart Polaroid. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but impossible to change. You know, they, they got to do it a little differently. They use a transparency layer on the eight by ten, so it's actually flipped. Okay, That's right. If it you leave backwards. it as a positive, it's flipped. But uh, what James has done here, he's lifted the, that emulsion off of that that transparency layer and brought it back onto the surface, uh, onto a different surface, and that has allowed him to get um, a right reading positive, which actually doesn't happen with yeah. uh, this film normally, which is pretty cool. It is. You know, I forgot about that, but it does yeah. do that. Yeah. Now, so, I believe at, uh, at uh, a previous walking workshop in Finlay, if, if my memory serves me correct, certainly the Mr. Brown bubbling in my brain is bringing back some memories. getting there. <laughs> Didn't you have a tray where you actually lifted an emulsion and, like, peeled We did. It, and we put it on a... On a we, said, we I, put it on wood. We put it on canvas. canvas we had block. some canvas yeah. and some uh, watercolor paper and that type of thing. And mm-hmm. that's a very, very cool, right? Very easy process. It's it's wonderful to teach to any age because there's no darkroom chemistry. It's a cool thing. Artists love it. They can use it to build media on top of, mm-hmm. wrinkle it up, flatten it out, whatever you mount it and on. It produces so, a one of a kind unicue sure print. Yes, it does. Very unicue. <laughs> <laughs> Unicutist. <laughs> so um, we're gonna have this. Uh, you know, the, the we're gonna show what these blocks of wood with the our images blocks. on it look like uh, in our show notes. Um, but uh, James, I want to thank you. It was a real pleasure. And the um, Polaroid Consortium at the FPP Walking Workshop, uh, they were all very nice. Oh, they're all great. I mean, and, pretty much everybody that showed up was just yeah, great folks. And it, I shouldn't really uh, uh, pin them as like they were Polaroid only. I mean, these folks shoot. They shoot 120. They shoot mm-hmm. 35 millimeter. Oh yeah. Uh, it's really awesome to. It was really awesome to kind of talk and chat with everyone. To to, they're very well rounded. Mm-hmm. You know, shooting different formats, and uh, so it wasn't like they were like a Polaroid gang and they were like bullying. <laughs> yes. No. Tripping people as they go into lab tour. Uh-huh. None of that happened. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, camera. I was going to actually shoot the behind-the-scenes shot for the show notes, but uh, my EOS was, went bust. So I uh, pu- pulling out yet another EOS, and I'm going to load it with some film. <laughs> and uh, this is it. Uh, I'm going to talk about this in a in a show. I don't know if this show or some other show. One show. This is the Canon EOS Ti. It's a rebel. Oh yes. Listen to this. It sucks in the whole roll and, and then counts backwards. Do you know why they do that? I like it, but tell me why. If you accidentally open the back, you'll never ruin anything that you've shot. 
because oh. it's rolled back into the cassette. Leslie, you are cool? a wealth of information. Well, it's not much of it worth anything, but it's still rattling around in that here. That is really but, awesome. Yes. <laughs> Some people like to look at the counter and know I've got 15 shots left. Matt, how many for, shots left and how many you've taken? Eh, that one way. You go for the, the 400 or the 160 yeah. hunch? All right. We're all seeming to get loaded here. So <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, go grab my little camera and get loaded as well. <laughs> While everyone's getting loaded, I am going to talk, which is not a good thing because I'm, I'm loaded on caffeine. Wow! <laughs> I have bought. I'm talking to you guys at home. I'm not talking to Matt or Leslie. I'm talking to you guys. I have bought. As a matter of fact, I called Leslie the other day. I called her to talk me down from a ledge <laughs> because I have bought some government surplus uh, color slide film. Ooh. And I mean like miles of it. <laughs> I calculated, I didn't buy this yet. I calculated that if I bought all of it, I would have enough film. I would have too much film. It wouldn't last a lifetime. <laughs> Pretty scary. pretty scary. But anyhow, we're testing it right now. The reason I said to Matt, like, oh, you shouldn't get it at 200 or 400 is because it is expired Kodak Ektachrome film. It's rated at 400. But because it's expired, I immediately cut it in half saying, well, I, I don't sure. know what the year is. Mm-hmm. Let me start at 200. Throw one over. I'll throw, I'll give it a real You want an 80 or you want a 200? 400. It's, it's going to. Oh, I have to see if I can manually override this. That is not that. Those cassettes are not DX, right? These are DX. Those are DX to what? This is DX to 80. Right now, I'd like to shoot that as slide. And from what you've said, I'd like to shoot it at 160. We're having an inside conversation, but you guys are all in on it. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So uh, please, when testing film, you know, whenever FPP introduces one of you know its hand rolled films, like we go through months. Awesome. We go through months of testing. Guess what's happening? The rolly com- continuously winds as well. We do months and months of testing. You know, it, go- okay. it goes out to different FPPers. Yeah. How's, hey, how's mm-hmm. this feel? Yeah. How's it look as color slide? How's it look as cross processed? Oh my god, it's a little overexposed. What do we do? Yada yada. Ba, ba, ba. What are we gonna call it? Let's call it retro color. Oh no, that sounds stupid. No, Let's call I, no, I like that. No, Let's I call it EDU. Put Strudel's face on. I don't know. That's kind of dumb too. I, I love that shirt. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah, it's great. So anyhow, but speaking but, of FPP EDU, uh-huh. we we introduced a line of of cheap film. Cheap doesn't necessarily mean bad. No. So no. it's EDU uh, 100, 200, and 400. And, you know, I have to come up with a theme, so EDU. <laughs> so we took some of our pets, and we put a, a uh, cap and gown on them. We got, oh, my uh, God, the little have, mortarboard. We have Strudel. We have Santos. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Ollie. Yes. And, and That's it for now. More? Oh, I thought there was going to be a schmoop. Oh, well, well we're waiting the for the theme. next. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. But I don't really know how, like, what you folks out there think of, I mean, people are buying it, but. I don't know if it translates. Like, people get it. No, they're probably just like, like this is so weird. Like, but people buy, like, you know, we're, there's weirder stuff on bottles of beer and wine and stuff. That's a good so, point, sure. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I've, I've pushed some of that 400 mm-hmm. to 16. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. What I love about the FPP <laughs> is the fact you can go to the FPP in the store, filmphotographyproject.com. You can go to the EDU 400 black and white film, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of information. And you may say, well, what is it? It's all there. It's all there. Who makes it? 
It's there if we know. know what brand is it? Yeah. Why is it there? Why is there a dog's face on it? You know, <laughs> it's all very that. transparent. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But in the whole testing process, I'm grateful for all the folks that are testing it. Like, Leslie, you took the 400 and you shot it at 1600. 1600. And then you. We'll used, talk about this at another Right. Segment. I used one of my magic developers, which I absolutely love. Right. And super whammo. It looked fantastic. Fantastic. That's great. It really did. I I wanted to put more of them up on Flickr, but it was, you know, how many am I going to put up? Don't right. make it boring. And so I try to settle maybe the top three or whatever. But I have no problem if I have that in and it starts getting a little dark and I don't think I've got enough light. I can compensate in my processing for it and it handles it beautifully. Now, you have not done equal testesting with the 200, which is a surveillance black and white film. Uh, I have not. And right now you're not so crazy about it. Wait a minute. Have, have you had the 200 longer? Do I know where this came from? The 200 is the proposed blue base Foma pan. I have shot that at 800 and developed it in that same Magic Developer. And I don't know if you remember the shot, but it is Cheyenne in her dress looking down yes, at her box Of course box I camera. do. That's that film. Oh, that looked very good. It did. Awesome, awesome image. Now, now, yes. now, people are going to be. You got to line outside of imagine that. Because, well, that'll be the because first. people are going to want this, your secret formulas. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about the secret formula. Very easy to, uh, very easy to do this. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned. We're going to do that tuned. another show. Exactly. What show? show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried really. If you guys, mm-hmm. saw, if folks listening, if you saw the desk, how organized everything is. I want to apologize for going so off topic because I really was organized before I drank the coffee. The coffee, coffee like, is kicking in. Yeah, it is. So, okay, let's do another letter from the FPP Walking Workshop. Great. All right. I have I have a photo letter. Oh. This. On the front, on the front, it says, "You were here in San Clemente Beach." Isn't that a beautiful picture? That's gorgeous. That's Who sent that? This was sent. By Ellen Goodman. Uh, I see it really, really fast. Yeah, come on. Matt's gonna read. Matt's gonna read it, but I'm gonna tell you, tell you, Ellen, why I love this photo. Mm-hmm. I love this photo because you have the beach. It's like golden hour. You have footprints in the sand, mm-hmm. and then in the background you have three people. Now there are th- different schools of thought on like people in shots, not people in shots. I'm a people in shot. Mm-hmm. To me, like that just caps it. Like the it brings pers- it together. Yeah. It's so beautiful. This is going to go on the FPP uh, studio wall. Excellent. Which, actually, most of my photographs I send Mike end up on the bathroom wall. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I love that bathroom wall. I it's, do, too, uh, actually. The way it grows and like, adds to itself. I have That's to tell you, Matt, uh-huh. uh, to, not to digress. <laughs> <laughs> now we're never going to get No, oh. I'll get that. Okay. What's the secret word? Brought you a gift. <gasps> Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, I was I was literally when, when you messaged me to tell me the different uh, place to meet up, I was at a thrift store and you reminded me that uh, I was beating you and I found oh. this at the thrift store I was at. Whoa, nice. Thanks, Love man. It. You're welcome. I d I don't know how it works or, any, or if it works, I just know that it exists. There you go. Nice find, buddy. Looks good. Looks good. Gang's all here. Folks, I just want to let you know that Henry Kudo walked in. He's the filmmaker, the the Henry Henry Kudo. Kudo. Oh, so Matt. Yes. Oh, hey. Hey, this letter. 
Dear FPP, a warm thank you for the fantastic workshop in San Clemente. Learned lots, had a great time, and was lucky winner of the Minolta Maxim 7000. Nice. Sending a few favorite things from my hometown, Heavenly Hash, Highlander Grog, and some 45s by some St. Louis musicians. All, all you guys have is the letter. Everything else is at the studio. It's, it's yours. <laughs> Lock thank mine. you for yeah. sharing, yeah. Michael. Key, right. <laughs> Thanks for all you do, and, all your, and your shoes are the best. Warm regards, Ellen Goodman. The homemade candies, I put them on, you know, our little kitchen? Yes. They were out. I mean, there was a lot of them, Ellen. They, they were out for like, I don't know, an hour. Oh. <laughs> they were out for like an hour, but boom, boom gone. gone. And they were a homemade, it was a mm. marshmallow wrapped in chocolate and on top were a layer of nuts. Ooh. But these were homemade from St. Louis. St. Louis, right? Yeah. So and the forty-five RPMs are in the studio. I've been listening to them while I roll FPP film. And sadly, all you guys have is the, the card. That's all right. <laughs> is there is there another? Uh, we're reading Henrik's off mic, but we're I'm going to fill him in real quick. We had this big event in San Clemente. Did you follow it on Facebook? On Instagram, mainly. Oh, Instagram, very nice. Uh, so these are people writing in to tell us about what their experience was like. All right. Uh, this is from Jeremy House. How to pronounce the name? Jeremy House. <laughs> Flicker name, Photo Cone Brio. All right. All right. Hey, gang, love the show. As Murphy's Law would have it, I discovered your podcast in 2011, just two weeks later, after I moved from New Jersey to Arizona. <laughs> Not having met many friends, I've listened to all the archives a few times now, and it makes me feel at home. Then, just a month ago, my wife and I moved to cool California and found out that you were having a walking workshop in San Clemente, only eight hours from me. (laughs) Only eight hours. (laughs) You always forget California is just immense. All right. Anyway, love shooting films, spending time in the darkroom. Since I started listening to you guys, I've contracted a bit of gas and have fallen into collecting vintage cameras. My collection is currently standing at 22 strong, and hopefully my next edition is a 4x5 field camera and a larger to go with it. Well, keep up the good work on the shoe, and I look forward to every single one of them. Jeremy. That's a gear acquisition syndrome, gas. Gas, yes. Just so you know. Yep. I listened to the song the other day again. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just I found it on That's a computer. That's the uh, Kirsten song by Kirsten yep. yes. Ireland. Ireland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good with names. It really was. It's good, it right? was. It's an excellent song. Yeah, no, I'm song. saying you're so good with names. But I'm not actually. It's just it's, it's just Mr. Brown. It's Mr. Brown. Oh, it's okay. a spark. <laughs> so we just need to keep pumping you with caffeine. All it's right. like Reanimator juice. Reagent. <laughs> <laughs> it is the reagent. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one's. Oh, this one's uh, from Linus. Okay, Linus. Linus sent BK. a big box. Oh, oh well, let's, let's see what he said. All right. <laughs> Dear FPP gang, just dropping a note to say how much I enjoyed meeting all of you in San Clemente. The 2015 walking workshop was great fun, and I really appreciate all the time and effort that went into making it happen. I know that these kinds of events take a lot of planning, effort, and organization, and you guys and the folks at the darkroom, who yes. I now love, pulled it off with skill and humor. I also met a bunch of great fellow film shooters and expanded my Flickr network of friends exponentially. I hope to meet up with some of my new friends soon. I had such a good time and didn't realize how much I'd actually learned from the event until thinking it over on the way home. Hmm. I'm sorry Leslie couldn't make it. In close, please find bunch of crap some treasures that my local thrift store would probably turn away and only some real fools i mean connoisseurs like you would find a use for i'm enclosing several canisters of questionable bulk film a mamiya 135 af that i somehow acquired in the last year a canon sure shot supreme a king regula olympia auto set one what are these mike i don't know wow mark's not here we need mark where's mark why do most of them tell that one 
that despite its Teutonic design may be one of the dumbest looking cameras I've ever seen. <laughs> Save that for the ugly camera show. And three oh, yes. Minolta Maxim. Oh. oh. A 3XI, 7,000, and 400. Okay. And two lenses and a flat. I'm also enclosing a small bag of Mexican candy procured from the south side of Tucson, which may contain small tra- trace amounts of lead. I tested some and, and feel insects. great. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for everything you do. Keep the shoes and film alive. Yeah. Linus Cuff. Sweet. Thank you, Linus. We met Linus. Mm-hmm. Oh, Linus was great. Yeah. So People were so great. Yeah. And I know, you know I've been thinking, House. I, I did not do a name tag for anybody named House. No, no Dr. House. No, so House didn't make it there. No, he didn't make but, it. Oh, Linus. Yeah, yeah, Linus. I remember his yeah, name Linus tag. His wife whole, showed up. Yeah. Exactly. And this one, okay, uh, f- from across the pond, uh, Jeremy North. Oh. Yes. No more uh, walking workshop letters? No more feedback, no. Okay. But, I mean, plenty of Flickr, uh, Flickr uploads. I think the last time I checked the pool, we were 500 and going strong on tagged images for the walking Get workshop. Out. Yeah. Well, when I did that FPP blog uh, yeah, a while yeah. back, <clears throat> summing it all up, I was, like, pulling photos from it. And I tried to have, like, my own account from it, and then I realized Sunday was, like, a blur. All I had was from, like, the photo walk that we did that morning. Okay. Like, you, me, and Mark, where we got lost. In yeah. the, somehow in the half mile. To the yeah, 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 yeah. All right. J- Jeremy North, Jeremy of course, says, is our pal from the UK. Mm-hmm. Who we met, uh, John Fidelli and I met uh, at, at the two London mm-hmm. FPP meetups. meetups yeah. And he uses a dial 35. Is that right? Is that right? What does it that is. mean? Is that so? That's his camera. A Bell and <laughs> dial or Canon 35. Hey, I'm back. Mike, John, and the gang. I've been listening to all, all the old shows, watch shows, with great enjoyment. You have definitely not jumped the shark. Wait. Do you know what that means? I do. To jump the shark? Yeah. Oh, you uh, have to know. Class. Sure. Yes. Yes. I'm asking yes. Henrick. Yep. Yes. He's off mic. <laughs> jump the shark. What is it, Leslie? Uh, that's when you kind of go to the dark side. It's over. You, yeah. It's when, you know, it, it was good, and then that's it. You just, you pulled the boner, and it's done. Yep. <laughs> and you just never, you never get back up there again. Why jump the just, shark. Why isn't it just called pull the boner? That's I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Darn and, that, Mr. Uh, Brown's. The famous TV show Happy Days with yes. the Fonz. Uh, he literally, like on an episode, he literally was on a water, water skis, skis, and yep. he literally jumped a shark as a, as a stunt. Season, it was like way up there, like seven? It was way up there. Yeah, Something and it was, like, yeah, it's, it was over. Yeah. It was Give up it up. There. By the way, uh, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, he is interviewed. He's on, uh, if you Google Jump the Shark on YouTube, he's a little in an interview. It's very short. He's like, yeah, well, I don't understand about jumping the shark because we were number one. Years after that happened. <laughs> it's like oblivious yeah. to it. If you recall, and I won't draw it on, Matt, before he jumped the shark, <laughs> he jumped uh, in the Arnold's parking lot. He jumped like, um, <sighs> yes, okay, th- on a motorcycle. And back then, when that show was made in the 70s, Evil Knievel was king. Yes. You would tune yes. in with the family on a Sunday night to watch Evil Knievel jump like yeah. a canyon in a in a in a rocket ship. Yes, in his red, white, and blue, primarily white. Yes. Star-studded outfit. Jumpsuit. Yeah. Jumpsuit. Yes. So and you know, broke bones didn't matter. It was all part of it. So, so Fonzie jumping school buses on a motorcycle, cool because he drives yeah. a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Jumping a shark on jet skis, <sighs> not cool. But then again, well, we may say, well, why would he jump a shark? 
Jaws. Like, what's popular? Uh, Jaws, 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 1975, Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws. Oh, stop it. After the first one, (laughs) after the first one, it's truly Jumpin' Shark. They just, oh. So that's what it is, and thank you, uh, Jeremy North. And by the way, Jeremy, I would like you to know that I take your opinion very serious. I've met you. You're a serious man. You're a very good photographer. So when you say this to me, it's like, I don't take it lightly. So please continue, Matt. Okay. I lost where I was. You know, Jeremy's really active on uh, on Twitter. Like he always plugs FPP. Oh, and, is that like, right? Yeah, yeah, like retweet your stuff and like it's ma- not enough. Still not signing up. And yeah, no, he's real good dude. Good. So, always got. Always has great little tips. Uh, oh, currently I'm thinking of putting together a few reviews for the photography stuff that I now have a symptom of gas thanks to. Ah. So that'll be cool. Okay. Hope we get a couple of those. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, looks like he can send them via email or audio. Maybe something for the FPP blog. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So I, uh, that's a yes from me. Um, ba, 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 ba. Listening back to the FPP has brought me much joy and reminded me of how much fun I was having way back when. Currently, I'm teaching my daughter Amelie, who's 15, all about film. Uh, it's a really great experience in itself. Keep the shoes coming. You're the bomb. That's great. Love from that the is. English corner of FPP's Empire of Film Photo Fun, Jeremy. Sweet. Jeremy, like many FPPers, you know, if you start from the beginning, he took kind of like a break. You know what I mean? He sure. Did, like mm-hmm. life happens. Life happens. Yeah. And you get involved with other stuff, and you, you lose track of the FPP, and then a year goes by, two years go by, then you go back, and you're like, oh, my God. Hey. These guys are still here. They got some broad on the show now. And they're sh- <laughs> and they're showing us in suck. <laughs> Even with the broad on the show. Yeah. So I'm I'm so thrilled. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come mm-hmm. back, we're going to uh, have a segment. Okay. I don't know about be about film or something. Or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right back. Introducing the amazing Minolta Maxim. The world's easiest SLR, because it alone has built-in automatic focusing. Look, Maxim's autofocus lets you get perfect shots before others can even focus. Change lenses. Maxim again gets the shots that used to get away. Only the human eye focuses faster. Minolta Maxim. Only from the mind of Minolta. Hey, we're back. Uh, Leslie uh, yeah. is going to talk about Mark, which is great. <laughs> it's great. When oh, we can talk about Mark now? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. It's Whew. great when someone's not here and you can just talk about them. Uh-huh. Strangely enough, Mark is going to stop by to do a camera review uh, when we take our next break. But in our new FPP studio green room, for those folks listening, the green room is, uh, uh, if you look it up on the Google, sure. uh, it's where talent goes. Like it's a hangout room. Right. It's the best room. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The Google. Google. But this is long hallway in the FPP, so when we're on break, you know, everyone kind of scatters. But Mark's going to come in. Anyhow, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to be talking about Mark. Yes. <laughs> With him not here. Yes. This is yes. great. What do you got? Hey, well, he sent an in-our-office memo to all of us. Yes. And it was, I found this weird Flickr group, mm-hmm. and it's called Leather Sofas on the Side of the Road. <laughs> God forbid, you know, and he just went on and on about, don't be putting a cloth sofa out there, don't be putting a vinyl one. And he goes, oh, this might make a great segment. And I'm thinking, I'm that, sure. Mike, didn't this all start at the uh, West Coast Walking Workshop? We're sitting we're sitting at breakfast, yep. the same joint, oh. you know, we went two days in a row, and Mark's just like snickering at these at these groups that he's browsing. 
And I, you know, we think he's just like sexting or whatever he's doing right. on his phone, <laughs> and he starts li- rifling off these because apparently, like, he keeps a, like a list, like band names or something. But right. they're just oh. they're Flicker groups, and it wasn't like the Flicker, like you know, North Jersey couples that swing. <laughs> no, no, I, but you, you maybe. oh yeah. So you know, I just, this like gets in my head, and I start coming up with just arbitrary wor- words or put two of them together, like. Black Donut or something, and there's like a Flickr group for everything. There's a Flickr I mean, group for Black Donuts. Well, just just you Google it or okay. Flickr. Flickr. Don't anyway, go- don't Google so this. I, <laughs> yeah, I started in, and 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 all of these are um, uh, not X-rated because sometimes you put some things in, and by golly, that's interesting. Um, but I I did a few, and even though I realized this is uh, radio, essentially e-radio, I for the crew here i have printed off a accompanying photograph for each one of these groups oh, no. the first one i found was mutants mutated uh and mutations and there were things like one-eyed seals and half animals mark Zom- subscribes to this uh well no but he may now and and things like this oh my god <laughs> and obviously oh. th- this particular one that i chose so i am bad. really hoping is a photoshop compilation it here looks because like it <laughs> because that's, it is just that's awful. A, that goes with best of Photoshop right uh-huh. there. That is so <laughs> bad. Wild. Bad. 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 But anyway, the next one that came up, <laughs> the you know, kind of hit least. home for me. It's called Cats Eaten Weird Things. Mark subscribes to this? No. I didn't look at the members. Oh, Only God. one did I look at the members, and you'll understand why when we get to it. Cats licking a dental mirror. <laughs> Licking a lollipop, a pop. These are groups. These are actual groups. And almost all of them had images in them. Yeah, like how many images are in these groups? Like, um, is there a criteria? Like, you have to have so many images. Well, this is supposed to be cat eating weird things. And okay. some of these do have criteria. Okay. Uh, a prune, an arm, a Kit Kat, a rabbit. And then I came across the Uh-oh. cat. With the bird in its mouth, but the the head of the bird, of course, is yeah, completely he, in the cat's yeah, he's mouth. Head in. Yeah. And they shot is that with a shot? flash. No, I don't no, think so. It's... I think the cat just drugged this up on the porch. So there's a group called Cat with Bird in its Mouth. This is no. This is called Cat. <laughs> that's what I thought. Cats <laughs> eating weird things. Oh. Well, that's not that weird. You always see a cat no. with a bird. Yeah, in its but mouth. you see the flash. The flash <laughs> bounced off its little eyes, I mean, you see it in and they're wild, <laughs> but. You see it in real life. You see it in okay. cartoons. But then, right, how next. many killer how many killer cones do you see? Killer cones. Yeah, traffic cones, orange From traffic outer space cones. Or what? The, the most of them were simply just traffic cones. But this one struck me as Seymour from the Little House of Horrors. Look at the shadow. Feed me. Oh, look at that. Feed me. It's called a killer. The, the group called is called the Killer Cones. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Found cow assassins. Cow assassins. Yes. Now, cow assassins have an interesting criteria: one in, one out. Be, be funny if this show we jumped the shark. Yo, uh, oh God, then it would be my fault. Everybody tunes but off. But right the, yeah, the cow assassins only has one member. You come in, whoever is the current administrator leaves. <laughs> but there are some interesting cow pictures. What's... Which is all it is. They're cow pictures. Oh. I found none of them with, they weren't armed or anything like that. The one called Poke It With a Stick was quite interesting because that was all forms. Is it like dead and animals and stuff? Dead animals. Oh, that's here's, terrible. here's a guy poking uh, a covered body on a gurney. 
He's got a stick he's poking it with. It looks pretty serious. He does. Yeah. Yeah, poke it with a stick. Creepy rabbits. Oh, so it, this is this topic is because Mark Dalzell tipped you off to he weird. He started this, and this I... This is not a review of his weird. No. Not a review no. of his, his weird. Oh, He's okay. got his own list. Okay. And you just sit there, and this thing, like, sucked up hours of my life. I bet. But here's Creepy Rabbit. No one's getting this back. <laughs> creepy Check rabbit. Check out Creepy Rabbit. That's, that's a furry. No. Creepy Rabbit is holding an automatic weapon that is also pink with antlers. And uh, that's kind of creepy. Strange things, I, strange things I've sat on. <laughs> you can, you know, go ahead. When you get to Flickr, just Google. Strange things I've sat on. Here is a hand, outdoor hand sculpture coming out of the ground. Huge. Here's a guy sitting on the thumb with a rather... I'm sure that's one of the more mild ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I always thought... Like the the groups that really pushed it were just like the cheeky name, like the cheapy uh, cheeky name that like implied stuff. Like I, I had one somebody added like all the all my strudel pictures to a group called Show Us Your Wiener. Oh all, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a member of that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I seriously all am. All the time. I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super secret squirrels. <laughs> That's weird. Apparently they're so secret because there was no photos in there. But I have found out I found out right, lately if you're a secret squirrel, it also has a military meaning. Yeah. What about Morocco mole? I have no idea. You know, huh. <laughs> you're wearing a glass bowl on your head. <laughs> That's a group. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the last one called huge pile of bugs. Oh, the administrators as Mark O'Brien. <laughs> I did check. Uh, Mike Rosso is not a member. No. No. Anyway, it was, you know, it was amusing. If you just, you know, you're sitting in the doctor's office and you need something, take right. your mind off. Just go to Flickr and start popping in some weird combination of words. And or there don't. is a group for it. Am I the only person out there, folks listening, when you check into a hotel, do you check for bed bugs? I think it's a very important thing to do. I think a lot of folks do it now. They do now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you, Leslie. Yeah, sure. For folks listening, uh, you know, we talk about Flickr a lot. We love mm-hmm. Flickr. It's a great place to put your photos. We have a Flickr group. You just go to Flickr.com, search groups, film, photography, podcast. Flickr's free. Mm-hmm. It's free. You can pay for it. There's lots of different ways to join Flickr. You could use your real name. You could, <laughs> you could not use your real name. I suspect a lot of these didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I had no idea because, you know, the groups I check are like, you know, Canon, Canon Film Photography, you know, Canon FD, you know, uh, you know, I shoot Kodak Film, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the common I, ones. Yeah, yeah I, I don't shoot, you know, sit on a weird thing or, yeah. you know. Well, I'm being chased by a cow assassin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I got a glass bowl on my but head. But if you have some time, just go to just go to the search, put something weird in, and then not too weird because you'll be shocked. What <laughs> yeah. You get. Then then drop down groups. Yep, Ooh. that search option. Exactly. Yeah, search, yep. search, search for options groups. groups. Mm-hmm. So and uh, you will be amazed. Feel free to drop us a line <laughs> at podcast at filmphotographyproject dot com and let us know you know what you've come up with. Yeah. You know this brings up a really really interesting point to tie this into stuff that's not weirdly named i don't know what's that there's so many film groups now oh i did not know like, that because I, I had like you i know, stopped looking i've always yeah i've always had like my groups that are in the can yeah. you know and you have like established enough, groups exactly sure. you're like okay they, they're all my images they go there that's it i don't look i haven't like branched out and then i was like 
I was bored at work, uh, and I was typing in just normal things. I wasn't typing in cows with what? Glass bowls cow assassins. Oh, cow assassins. Yeah. Thank you. There's, a, there's like film groups that have millions of images in them now. What are they called? Uh, one of them that I know that I didn't belong to, but I guess is a bigger like um, international one. The Flickr Film Fanciers Guild, I think it's called. No way. Yeah, it's huge. And like I had didn't have my stuff in there. Do you have to use fancy film? No. Okay. Do you judge a group by like uh, are the topics active? Is there frequently members active submissions? That's usually what I go by. And it's like if it's not a good ratio of like members to submissions, I'm I'm out. Right. I'm a prude now. <laughs> yeah, I guess the years are going by here at the FPP, and we don't yeah. realize that you know people are starting up groups, and some of them will catch on. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot that have caught mm-hmm. on, and you know some that just kind of like go they by get the abandoned, wayside. kind yeah. of yeah. Yeah, like people like move on, and it's just it's a it's easy to tell because like usually if, if I upload so seldom to to Flickr that you know if my stuff some of the top in there I know it's like right. ghost town. <laughs> Take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back, and so we're gonna have a surprise guest show up. If you want to get around the really modern way, you need two things. A one-man gyrocopter and a Kodak Instamatic movie camera. The camera that loads instantly and shoots a brand new kind of movies called Super 8. So improved, they make other movies look old-fashioned. Take it from Kodak. They're the movies of the future. Guess he's never seen a camera like this before. Automatic, power wide, zooms at a touch. Everywhere you take this camera, you'll get a great big welcome. And just wait till you see your movies on a Super 8 projector. Enjoy life the really modern way. Get a Kodak Instamatic M5 movie camera. Gyrocopter, optional at extra cost. Hey, we're back. Mr. Mark Dalzell stopped by. Hi, Mark. Hey there. You know, a few shows ago, we were talking about stereo cameras, 35 millimeter. Leslie did a presentation, and it was really quite... It was quite a segment because, like, she had cutouts. You know, she printed stuff out, and were you here? Yeah. Oh, you were? She went all out. She printed out her fancy stereo slides and and her viewers um, and her glasses, and yeah. uh, True. You ran out... I literally, yeah. You ran out like the door. Like the next day. And you went on eBay.com? Yeah, I was actually going on vacation like four or five days later. So that I got home that next day. I found somebody on eBay had one. Buy it now, really cheap. I bought it and asked him to ship it to me quickly so I could get it in time to take it on vacation with me. So, yes. So I managed to take it out to California with me in January and I shot a couple of rolls there and I've shot a bunch of rolls since and I love it. How did you shop for 3D camera? Did you know you wanted the Kodak? Uh, I was looking, I was actually looking for one of the nicer ones, like the the realist like um, Leslie had, which is the rangefinder version or there's there's some other ones. There was a company called White that made some really fancy ones too, but this one popped up. It was There aren't that many on eBay to, to choose from. This one happened to be sitting there. It happened to be a new listing. It was a buy it now for $15. With the case and everything, so I jumped on it. Did you so. t- take a chance that it was uh, going to be working, or did it? Did yeah, the- in the listing, he said he didn't know anything about it. I mean, like most of the time when you buy these old cameras. Um, and when I got it, the shutters worked fine. It seemed like it worked fine. I did that stupid thing that I've done many times before where I then just threw a roll in it, and I shot some pictures that I thought were going to be awesome. And it turns out 
uh, one of the lenses was out of focus because it's got two lenses that are that are linked to each other. So what'd you do? Well, so my first roll, I got a bunch of half-frame mono pictures that I really like. Although right. only one of the lenses came out sharp. So then I, um, you know, then I got into it and I refocused the, 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 the lens that was messed up. For folks listening, you could see our show notes, filmphotographyproject.com. Just look up this episode. Uh, for, just for folks listening, maybe thinking, what are you talking about? This is a camera, just so I could kind of give them the visual what we're talking about. Well, actually, we never even said what the camera is. It's like a big secret. <laughs> Oh, what is but it? It's not a what is this camera? This is the Kodak stereo camera, the Kodak stereo camera which, uh, from the late 50s. Late 1950s. And it's a camera that has, if you look at it, it looks like, almost could look like a, a pair of binoculars. There are two lenses on the, fr- on the front. May I look at it real quick? Of course. There are two lenses on the front. Uh, there is a bubble. It looks like a... It's a bubble level. A bubble level. Can you see that bubble level through the... Yeah, when you look through the front, you can see it. Oh, look at that. The yeah. bubble level. That's it's like a fluorescent odd. green bubble level. I guess because it's stereo, you want it to be it level. It has to be level. Yeah, otherwise it, it throws your brain off. And 1950s, it has, you know, it doesn't say F-stops. It has lens openings. Does this have like an EV scale too? Because it says bright, hazy, cloudy. Uh, it's just giving you indications. You know, yeah. like the, the old Kodak fashion was... It's assuming that these are amateur shooting, so they just sort of say... Like, you, it, they, they always had the red... The red dot. The, the red numbers where you can just line all the reds up, and that's your kind of shooting at, like, box camera settings. So so that red dot, you'd put hazy, bright, or cloudy. Yeah, and that's just sort of, like, generic. If you have a, a, a film that's pretty forgiving, that'll, that'll kind of cover all your bases. But uh, it does have, a, otherwise, it has a full range of apertures, uh, F3.5 all the way down. It has a good range of shutter speeds. So. Uh, 25, 50, 100, and 200. Yeah. Wow. And how do you cock the shutter? It is self-cocking. So the, the film actually cocks it. So as you drag the film through, it, it winds itself up. Unlike the stereo realist that Leslie had, it's not a rangefinder. So this one is just a zone focus. So that's why on, on the side here, on the right lens, yes. you've got your, your scale, uh, which has, has your, your distance and also your depth of field scale, which will go anywhere from four feet to infinity. Since it's gang to the left lens, again, to kind of dumb it down for people, on the left lens, it says close-up, group, scene. You know, like one right. guy, two guys, mountain, the classic. And this is called stereo camera. Why? I mean, does it get radio stations on it? Can you put an earplug in the side? <laughs> exactly. Cool FM. <laughs> it's, uh, it produces a, a pair of images that are taken from two different vantage points, mm-hmm. which are the same distance apart as your eyes. So when you print these out and view them with either a stereoscopic viewer or you can look at them on a computer screen and kind of cross your eyes when you look at them, it gives you a 3D effect. So once it snaps into position, I mean, you get a true 3D effect. You can focus on things in the foreground. You can look at things in the background. Like, it's really cool. The fact that this is, you know, they've been doing this for 100 years now. It's a really amazing effect. And this is a, a kind of its own niche. Like, guys and gals that are into 3D cameras, they're really into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I became really into it myself. I shot about eight rolls of film through this thing, you know, in the first two weeks I had it. I, I immediately became obsessed with it. And, uh, uh, I mean, you're, they're still producing stuff now. I have a Vivitar point-and-shoot 3D camera. Oh, no or I say kidding. 3D, stereo, point-and-shoot stereo camera from the probably late 80s, early 90s. Um, there's a company right now called Loreo that makes kind of cheesy add-on lenses and filters for cameras, and they actually make a, a, a stereo add-on that you can stick on the front of your DSLR or whatever and, and do stereo photography too. So it's still a current thing. So you shot, once you fixed the lenses, was that difficult to do? 
fix the lens? Uh, no, I just, um, you, I don't think there's film in this, but you basically, you lock it on bulb, so I, I put a cable release into it, I lock the shutter open, put it on a tripod, focus on something at infinity, and then uh, with a piece of ground glass on the back, I just, well, not even focused on infinity, because I've got two lenses, uh, with a piece of ground glass on the back, I just um, get the two of them to have the same focus. Right. So... It's actually a lot easier with two lenses than it is with one. Wow. And what kind of film did you shoot when you shot this, the successful role? I forget offhand, but I put a range of stuff through it. Um, I mean, my kind of go-to when I'm testing stuff is uh, uh, Fuji Superior 400, just because I have a, a freezer full of it, and it's good, reliable film. I know what I'm going to get with it. So, yeah, most likely I, I, I would have gone with that. Um, this also has, I was mentioning it earlier, a really weird feature. On the bottom, if you take it out of the case, it's got a slider for manually cocking the shutter. And what that allows you to do is, since the film winds, uh, cocks the shutter, you can manually cock it and get uh, double exposure, which I haven't tried yet, but double exposure on a stereo camera, you could make some really crazy acid trip pictures. Wow, By man. putting things in the foreground, background that are in focus, like all kinds of crazy things. So hmm. that's my next thing I have to play with is... Now, once you... Do, you Got your film back. You scanned it, set it up on your your monitor just to look at it in stereo, or did you do? Did you print it and put it in like a viewer? I haven't done that yet. I have a stereo viewer. Then when you have guests over your house, you could have like the viewers exactly, and people could kind you of sit like, around the fireplace, right, sipping our brandies. Uh, no, I, um, I I have a viewer for it, but I haven't gotten around to printing them out yet. What you can do, what some people can do, if you view the stereo images on a computer screen or on any screen and you resize it so that the images are about as far apart again as your eyes which mm-hmm. is that magic distance you can actually just view them without having any kind of lenses or, or um, glasses and basically what you do is you if you, can, if you can picture what I'm saying listening to me saying it you'll understand what I'm saying you basically cross your eyes and you allow those two images to kind of go blurry and you start to see three images when you see that third image in the middle, focus on that middle one. And as soon as you focus on that middle one, suddenly you'll be able to see the 3D. That's the trick. Is this similar to in the early 1990s? These prints were very popular where you'd walk into someone's house and have this huge print on a wall and you yeah. have to walk into it, unfocus your eyes, and then as you walked out, it became 3D? Yeah, the, those are the Hallusions, I think they were called. Yeah. There were stores that just sold Hallusion yes. posters. Yeah, those were awesome. It's a dragon. dragon. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah, a similar idea to that where you have to focus... Basically, you have to focus twice as far away as the as you as you think you do. Now, yeah. do you do you think that you're going to become a stereo camera collector, or is this it? Like this is your camera now. That's this is your stereo camera, and you're satisfied with this. I'm I'm happy with it. I it's rare that I go out searching for a specific camera. Usually, when they fall into my lap, it's great. Uh, you know, it's rare that I actually say I need a stereo camera. I need a whatever camera, and I get on eBay and I track it down and I buy it. Now that I have one, I'm perfectly happy with it. I wouldn't mind getting one of the... Somebody hands me a white or hands me a realist, I will absolutely happily take it, and I'll probably shoot that over, this, over the Kodak just because it's not a rangefinder. It's a little trickier to use, but um, they don't, I'm perfectly happy with this. It's super sharp. It looks good. Did any companies make a larger format, like a 120 roll film or a 620? 
n- not that I know of in recent history, but there have been in the past. Originally, that's what they were, was more large, larger format. Larger yeah. format. Do stereo cameras go back to the beginning of photography, like the early 1900s? They do. I, I know I have seen stereo pictures from back then. I don't know what the cameras were. I don't know what people were shooting, but I know, I, I think Kodak, I, I'd have to check my notes. I think Kodak had a couple of cameras back in the early 19, late, late 18, early 1900s mm-hmm. that did it, but... Yeah, off the top of my head, I forget what the models were. Well, awesome. So, so there you go. Have we left anything out? I don't think so. Okay. So go stereo. Yeah, it's totally fun. And if you have any questions about stereo, you know, um, you could send it to, to us here, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Uh, basically, we'll send, someone sends us an email, and if it's about a stereo camera, that I'm not, it's not something I've shot yet. I'll let Mark in he on the email. The book. I'll let Leslie in on the email. We'll, we'll start like a group conversation. This applies to any question you may have. Yep. So, well, thank you very much, Mark. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Julie, now Kodak introduces a new pocket camera that lets you take your pictures two ways. What are you doing here? I want to take your picture. I can't come down. I'm studying. Well, that's okay. I can take it from here. The new Kodak wow. Tele-Instamatic camera has two lenses inside that let you switch from normal, flick of a finger... To telephoto. Julie, for goodness sake. Hold it, Mrs. Wilson. Kodak Tele-Instamatic Camera. Less than $36 at your photo dealers. Do your homework. Oh, Mom. Wear your raincoat. Oh, Mother. Later, after we eat. You want to be soft. You got to be firm. There's a right time for snacks, and I say when. Then I insist on Hostess, because they're always so fresh. Chocolatey cupcakes, tender fruit pies, golden Twinkie snack cakes with cream filling. Fresh, wholesome Hostess meets my tough standards. So when I say yes, it's Hostess. Hey, we're back. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank Mark for stopping by and doing a little camera review for us. Can we talk about him again? If we, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Henrik, uh, we don't have a mic for you. Fair. Would, uh, would you like to sit in here? Oh, do you, yeah. Want to sit in for just a second? Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, this is Mr. Henrik Kudo. He is uh, an. Are you a, an Ohio um, native? Uh, yes, uh, born and raised in Dayton, Ohio, uh, with the summers in New Hampshire. Did you know that uh, Randy Newman wrote a song called Dayton, Ohio? We all know. Oh, everyone knows. <laughs> yes. When I when I hear it, I, it's like I'm like, wow, Randy Newman wrote. Was he from Dayton, Ohio? I don't believe so. I feel like that would be on the sign. You know, he's a, <laughs> for folks listening, uh, Randy Newman, the musician, uh, he's one of them. He's like a musician's musician. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's genius. Yeah, it's like people, he's not super popular, especially now. <laughs> but um, if you're a musician, you know who he is, and he is a musician's musician. Absolutely. He wrote a song called Dayton, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> Henrik is a filmmaker. And on future episodes, we're going to be talking about uh, filmmaking. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, mostly Super 8 and 16mm filmmaking. But since Henrik is here and you are um, in the digital age, you're shooting your, your, you're shooting your motion pictures on what's called, um, what is it called, digital? Uh, I mean, it? it's called digital. I mean, it's, a, uh, it's 1080p. You know, uh, uh, you know, kind of standard HD. Um, I'm shooting on a, uh, a Sony, a Sony NEX FS100 uh, with Canon FD lenses um, because they uh, they look great. They have a kind of organic feel. They're affordable for the most part. I've got a a, a 28 f 2.8. I've got a, a I've got a 50 f 1.4, and I've got an 85 f 1.8. 
that uh, that generally suit all of my needs. But yeah, it's all it's all digital. The interesting thing, and the reason why I asked Henrik to sit in, although we would you would have sat in anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> the fact that a lot of these digital cameras, which are, I mean, they're a box, mm-hmm. and they have a lens mount, yeah. and you can mount. You're using Canon FD. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a million adapters. Other now. folks yeah. are using uh, the EOS lenses. Yes. Those are popular. Some yeah. of them actually communicate <clears throat> to the body. Yeah. So you could change your f-stop and your yeah, focus. I think they're called Metabones. Metabones the makes the best one? ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually the AV guy at, uh, okay. at MPEX, so I do oh, motion cool. picture. I help, help uh, guys like Henrik. All day, every day. So yeah, I'm sorry. You oh no, people like me. Yeah, yeah. no, it's actually it's actually <laughs> great because like you, no, you guys are the coolest. You actually like know your stuff, and usually when someone comes in for motion picture or cinema, they can afford it. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, yeah. that's well, that's what attracted me because uh, the camera I shoot on is an E mount Sony yep. camera, so it's it's mirrorless. So the flange depth is so super thin. It's super yeah. thin. So I mean, the adapters are not only simple but they're cheap. Now, how did you? Why did you choose Canon FD as? I was, lenses. I was familiar with Canon. Okay. Um, which is, a, you know, that's a huge plus mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I looked into the um, FD versus Nikon lenses. Okay. And I liked the way FD lenses are entirely mechanical. There's no electronic element at all so that I, I knew they wouldn't fail. There's wow. nothing to worry about failure-wise. And uh, they're, they're tougher. I mean, for my price range, too. Yes. Because when I'm not wanting to drop more than two or $300 per lens, I, I mean, if I get a more modern lens, it's going to be plastic, you know, or, or, or potentially, depending on which kind of lens. Or cost more than your car. That's about yeah, the, yeah. Those are the options, really. You were exactly. very, no, you, were very uh, you know your inventory. Can you run that for me one more time? What do you have in-house in, in over there? Um, uh, as far as lenses? Yeah. What do you I have a 28-millimeter F2.8. Okay. I have a 50-millimeter F1.4. Okay. And then I have an 85-millimeter F1.8. Oh, you have the eighty-five-one eight. That was that is the most prized possession. That's the one that I fought tooth and nail on eBay for. Uh, I think I got it. I got I still got a good price. I think it was like one hundred and eighty-five dollars. I wanted good. for it. now yeah. because sensor size like and it's sort of like, um, for example, mm-hmm. when you put the eighty-five on your Sony camera, your Sony digital camera, is the eighty-five sort of equivalent to a fifty? In that no, it's it's longer. It's it'd be longer. I I, I oh, don't it'll be yeah. longer because the Sony E mount that he's using the NEX it's a, the AP it's the same size as a piece of APS film. It's APS-C okay. sensor, so it's a one point yeah. six crop factor. It's it's um, technically super thirty five millimeter film, which is like a decimal point yeah wider so or taller. A thirty five millimeter lens would be more equivalent to a fifty. It's like a standard on those. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't own a thirty five though. You own a twenty eight. I own a twenty eight. Which yes. you use? What do you use more often? I use the twenty eight a lot. The 28 comes in really handy uh, for, for, you know, your basic, like, medium-wide. It's a 28 2.8? Yes, sir. Do you crave faster lenses? Um, You know, (laughs) the ISO on that camera is so advanced. Um, In fact, uh, two movies, uh, your company is... uh, is putting out of mind that were shot with that camera. Oh, yes, let's plug those. What are uh, they called? Uh, Scare Waves, yes. which will be coming out on DVD and digital a little bit later this year, probably the fall, from what last I've heard. Yes. And Awkward Thanksgiving, which will be coming out on <laughs> video on demand yeah. later this year through your yes. company as well. Um, I just got the QC reports like literally yesterday, I think it was. And uh, we, we have a few little errors to fix, but uh, picture quality and grain were not one of them. Okay, that's good. So, And I know for a fact that there were certain times we were shooting that I would not have called them ideal. We had to use a bit more ISO than I was comfortable with and passed with flying colors. Now, let me ask you, our mutual pal, Zach Snig, he has different, like he has some box. I think it's a Sony box. Mm-hmm. It's the camera. He switches from, F, he can switch from FD to EOS. Mm-hmm. 
You just choose not to do that. Um, I have a um, 16 millimeter Sony uh, E mount lens. Uh, that was very. I got. I came into it really, really cheap, yeah. and for my you know very wide angle needs, I'll throw that guy on. And I do have the the stock lens for that camera, which is an eighteen to two hundred E mount, and that's kind of my run and gun lens. If if I'm in a situation where changing lenses is just not really reasonable, who makes the stock lens? Uh, those are all Sony. Okay, yeah. you're Sony. familiar with all of these. Yeah, I sell them every day. What about that that lens you mentioned the e-mount what does that mean e-mount that's their oh sorry oh that, yeah, that's just the sony maybe that's yeah, their style of mount so yeah, they, have, they actually have style. two kinds of mount now um okay. but well three A&E, kinds now right? they have a and e but they also have fe and that's the really good stuff their fe mount lenses are actually the same make as these contacts lenses. they're all zeiss t-star lenses Ooh. so the and then actually uh, speaking of super 35 i just uh Sold the other. I'm just tooting my own horn. We sold the other day at Mpex uh, one of those FS7s. Have you seen that that oh, monster? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. We no, actually, that's probably it's so great where to see guys excited eventually. about stuff I know nothing about. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, we just shot all we just shot all of our uh, Midwest photo away. commercials uh, with the FS7. We were doing nice. we were doing the slow mo because that thing can do 1080 at 180 frames a second. So. <laughs> We're doing like the, you know, as Super slow, someone's yeah. dropping their camera kind of thing. Yeah. So, no, I do this stuff every day. Uh, they actually make some manual focus lenses now that are like geared for follow focus and everything. Oh, awesome. And they're dedicated uh, wide angles, but they're perfect for cinema stuff. They're uh, made by a company called Broken On. I've heard of Broken They do a really, really good job. They make an 8, a 14, a 16, 24. And uh, all the, the 8, 14, and 16 are all T3.1, so declicked aperture. And then they also have the 24, 35, 50, and 85, all 1.5. Real wow. fast and real good picture. Yeah, I actually upcoming uh, YouTube videos from myself were all shot broken on lenses and Canon cinema cameras. No kidding. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah. And I want folks listening at home not to get too put off by the fact we're talking about putting Canon FD or EOS lenses on a digital body. But it's a great topic. The alternative, and you can still feel good about it, is mounting these vintage. You, know, you, ha- you own lenses, whether they're Nikon or you know, Canon, you could use your lenses and you could be a digital filmmaker. And although you're not shooting, you know, it's like the FPP, we're not like in a box here. No. Like you could go out and make a movie on digital. It's like we're not, what do you call it? We're not dig snobs. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not like the Luddites about it, you know. No, we, no it's we like won't. go out and have fun. Well, and, and uh, I want to mention also that those FD lenses have a um, – the the uh, E mount lenses, in my experience, have kind of a plasticiness to them. I don't know how else to describe it. Until you pay more than like a grand for yeah. them, they won't give you a good build quality. So. You feel better with the old uh, well, FD lens because they're heavy. Well, I mean, aesthetically, yes. uh, plasticky look. I mean, aesthetically, like things look a little bit. I guess video is the best way to put it. But with the, with uh, the older FD lenses, their coatings are different. It just kind of every if you if you've got a good map box on it to cut down on the horrible glare you'll get from less coatings. The the exchange you get is a much more uh, natural organic look and it's more of what like my eye likes because you know I grew up watching movies shot on expensive lenses and on film right. I think that that's a big plus for them and then the other big plus is uh is that like my camera may come and go but those lenses will probably be able to be adapted to whatever camera comes there's there's next. so many adapters out now this contacts I've got in my hand these contacts lenses there was a guy that just came in uh, a couple weeks ago he is using a Sony mirrorless he's using the full frame Sony mirrorless to do his video productions he's throwing contacts glass on there because there is that again that flange distance yeah. so small literally Mike you open the, the some of these new dig cameras up and the sensors like you know, millimeters away. It's right there. No kidding. So you can mount, 
you can double adapt some some of these things. You shouldn't, you know, shouldn't have to, but one adapter will do it. They have ones that do full communication, like you were talking about. Yep. So, what's what's old is new, and really, film lenses of of all of all mounts. If it was a good piece of glass, it's uh, it's valuable now. I would recommend what looking. What is Leslie looking for? She's off mic. Exacta mount to external. external. I would look at the fine folks at uh, Photo Deox. They well, they make a you bunch of adapters, a bunch of flange adapters. I'm pretty sure mine's a Photo Deox. Or yeah, Deox, and yeah. those literally are just it's a it's a really usually a single piece of metal or two yeah. pieces of metal um, just to get it on there. Yes. Uh, really thin, and they're great for ones that have a large mirror distance or whatever, so you don't lose that infinity in close up focus. So wow. Uh, Henrik, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If you shoot some video with your stock lens that came with a camera, and then you shoot it with your favorite Canon FD lens, can can you see a difference? Uh, I can until color correction, and usually it's not it's not a humongous difference. But you know, sometimes I'll um, I'll kind of like it might even just be out of my own my own neuroses. It probably nobody would even notice, but like I might uh, soften it just. A, a little bit mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, E mount the Sony lenses the newer lenses I'll soften them just a just a hair match okay. up, yeah. to to make them match uh, a little bit more and then obviously match the color um, the color's not hugely different if I'm filming with like um you know a night blue light kick yes. on people I, I always notice the blues just a little different between the two even if the if the you know if I didn't change my white balance at mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. so but that's you know. Easy fix. Recently, you you announced a new project, a Western. Do you want to talk about that very briefly? I'm actually uh, filming it tomorrow. It's the first day of principal photography on Calamity Jane's Revenge. Okay, let me ask you some really quick questions. This is a Western. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are essentials. Okay. Do you have some kind of mock Western town? We're working on that right now. There are three options within 60 miles of where I live. Did you know that, Leslie? No, I didn't. Columbus uh, by uh, Caesars Creek, which is not far from myself. Um, and then there is one other one I keep hearing about in uh, Beaver Creek, Ohio, but I haven't found the name of it yet. Hmm. Uh, like it's that's just been scuttlebutt. Okay, well, good. Uh, oh, I want to mention something. Yes, go ahead. Um, uh, film photography project uh, friend and fan uh, Randy Jennings. Yes, is our set photographer. No, yeah, and he found me through your show. We live like like not a mile or two miles apart right? from each other in Dayton. So what show? He'll be uh, our set photographer. No kidding. That's yeah. awesome. He, he was a set photographer on another film I did, and uh, he did a really great job. Yeah, so I just thought I'd mention that because that literally ties into... That's uh, great. <laughs> now, for, uh, where could people find, like, people listening, like, oh, this Henry Kudo shooting with FD lenses. I'd be interested in seeing more stuff of what he does. Like, where can they find you on the, you know, the digital interwebs? I recommend Facebook the most. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. You can add me on Facebook. Um, I would just send me a message first if we don't have any mutual it's friends. Like, hey, I heard you on Film Photography yeah, Podcast. I mean, you'll have to look at the show notes to figure out how to spell my damn name. But, oh. uh, but Henrik Kudo. Henrik, H-E-N-R-I-Q-U-E, Kudo, C-O-U-T-O. Yep, I'm the one that speaks English on yes. Facebook. Um, oh, but there's another Henrik Kudo? There are, it's a popular name in, uh, in Portugal and in Brazil, oh. but not so much in the United States. Okay. You're <laughs> but, unique in the United States. Oh, very much, uh, very much so. There was this uh, this thing going around Facebook that said, "Like, enter your name to find out how popular your name is." Mm-hmm. And I entered my name, and it said one or less. <laughs> and I was like, "Do they know something I don't know?" I, that's a little creepy. I think it's because I was named after my grandfather who passed away like five or six years ago. So okay. like the data is off because it's like there was one deceased. I don't know. But it was creepy to hear one or less. 
And uh, folks listening, later in the year, look for uh, Henrik's uh, latest film to be released called Scare Waves. And, of course, awkward around Thanksgiving, awkward Thanksgiving. If, on video, uh, video on demand platforms. If you're having an awkward Thanksgiving with your family, maybe you want to, like, a primer, watch Henrik's film first. Or if you're depressed after visiting your own family, watch <laughs> it afterwards to feel better. Boom, exactly. Actually, you know, I um, went to the world premiere of this in Dayton, in Englewood, in Dayton, mm-hmm. Ohio. And I got to tell you, man, you watch this thing and you find yourself in there. And I did find myself in there. And then you get to the end of the movie. And it's really good. And then all at once, everybody raises right up out of their seats. I will say no more, but it was awesome. It was awesome. Wow, Thank that's you. A, that's two thumbs up from Leslie. Oh, yeah. Awesome. People Henry. don't see that ending coming. Oh, I do not. <laughs> so, since we're talking about video, uh, let's uh, right sitting next to Henrik is Matt Mirage. Matt, oh, hey. you were saying that you also are putting wacky lenses on camera, and you're going to be uh, uh, rolling out a video series on YouTube. Yeah, what's, what's going on? Well, I, it was high time to uh, redo the YouTubes. So I, re- I looked over there the other day, and I was like, "Whoa, there's like 700 you heard crickets." Fo- yeah, there's 700 followers, and they're they're getting nothing. You right. know, I haven't put anything up there in two years, and it was like. You know, when you're not doing video, you don't care what video looks like. And right. then when you are tasked with being able to discern good video and supply people with the equipment for it, you have to, like, to some degree step up your game and just appreciate, like, what's out there. So then I looked at my YouTube video, and I was listening to a very respected uh, friend of mine uh, back in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, his name's Tariq Terry. He's he's the one that's kind of helping me and kind of spearheaded this whole thing. I'm sharing studio space with him to get the uh, stuff done. Uh, he just came into me one day. And he's like, Matt, uh, I love the content. I love FPP, what you guys are doing, but your YouTube videos are horrible. <laughs> but so, but he's you know very up, upfront, straightforward. Well, that's cool. So um, he's like, uh, but I won't just give you. Uh, I, I won't give you just bad feedback. Uh, you can use my studio space, and we can reshoot all the large format videos. So uh, I'm redoing the whole like large format tutorials from like the ground up. Are you going to remove some content or no? Um, once the other ones are cataloged, they will disappear. There's already ones that have disappeared. So. Okay. Uh, it's going to be good stuff. We're, we're like working with anywhere from, uh, one to three camera setups, dep- depending on oh, the, very uh, nice. oh yeah, we're going like all out. So uh, I get a good, a good deal on rentals through a Midwest photo right. exchange. And, uh, yeah, if Henrik ever needs any, any gear for stuff, we're always working with uh, local film guys. And what is so. your go-to... You're not, we're not talking about using your phone. The, the di- no, these are all uh, EOS, Canon EOS cinema cameras. Very C100 nice. C100 Mark II, um, C300 uh, when, uh, let's see, when that one's in. And then we're, we're going to try to have an excuse to use that be- big, beautiful Sony FS7. Number one! Can Icon is Can one. In- for movie making. For yeah. did, did movie Oh, did movie. Oh, for movie making, it's different. Yeah. I'm talking about digital SLX. Oh, like stills. you're talking about stills. stills. But now you're, t- you're saying Sony, who's cinema. like when you think you think Nikon, you think Canon. Uh, Canon you don't Nikon think Nikon first, second. Yeah, you don't yeah, think yeah. of uh, Sony as a, a still yeah. camera. But they're really good getting up there with those mirrorless cameras. Is that um, right? Because they bought out the Minolta line and it was shaky there because they still had to like obey. They bought Minolta. Uh, yeah, and they had to abide by their design, which was not good. But the lenses were so like it was weird. And now it's like it's awesome. And like you were talking about Henrik, it's like it's anything goes as far as cinema because yeah. there's people that turn a still camera 
and you can pour thousands of dollars into it and turn it into this cinema monster, which you didn't have the ability to no. before. Or you can go outright and buy the digital cinema camera, which is very much like the traditional 35 millimeter and super 35 cameras of old. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to mention, uh, in my experience going out and doing, uh, you know, director photography jobs and stuff like that with my own gear, mm-hmm. snobs don't like the Sony digital cinema cameras, especially the guys who aren't really shooting for a living. Like, uh, like that are shooting video, they're all they're all the buzzwords. They're all either red or like a 5D Mark II, Mark III. They're they're very like obsessed with the camera you know because yeah. they don't hear as much about those Sony cameras. But all the like workhorse guys, they love t- them. They, they love FS100, FS700. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a uh, you know a lot of B movies, uh, especially getting shot on those. I went yeah. uh, worked, documentaries uh, too. Yeah. yeah, I worked with Brett Kelly up in Canada yes. on, a, on a western he was doing. And uh, yeehaw, yeah. And uh, he one of the reasons I got the gig was uh, he'd worked with the FS100 before and he liked it. And he was like, "You have your own?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, if that's." comes with your fee, then you are on. Did you ask him any questions about his Western? Like, how did you do this? Where did you get that actually, hat? Actually, Brett, <laughs> Brett is one of the producers on my Western. Very good. Yeah. That's great. Nice. So uh, very excited to work on it. That was the initial inspiration. So Brett's uh, gotten me a lot of guidance and a lot of information right. to make it help me make it uh, the best I can. Uh, Brett mm-hmm. Kelly's director of My Fair Zombie. <laughs> Available now on uh, DVD and video on demand platforms such as Amazon Instant Video. Ooh. That's right. <laughs> from yours truly man yeah. people always ask me questions like usually at workshops like excuse me mike how exactly do you make a living <laughs> <laughs> and then you try not to be how insulted you, how by that you question buy all this film i did track man voice <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh we the fpp is a is a labor of love we i don't get paid for fpp um, I have a, a motion picture distribution company that I've had since 1994. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. yeah, long that's... time, folks. Yeah, yeah, your company can now drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And we've known each other for ten years now. Well, our anniversary. Yeah, we cel- we're like right around there. We celebrate tonight. At a, how, it was a pretty much a, house. Half, a sausage house. Yeah, it's H A U S house. Like house. The good, the, yeah. Oh, it's like a, a Hofbrau house. Yeah. We're going to celebrate tonight. Excellent. That's great. So, Matt, uh, right now, uh, here we are, May uh, 15th. Do you want to send people to your YouTube channel, or you're horrified at what's up uh, there right now? No, it's, they're slowly rolling out as of now. So, so, right so go now, to YouTube. Right, what do you search? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash, uh, I think it's just my name, so M- uh, Matt4226, like that screen name I oh, always use for M-A-T-1-T. everything. M-A-T-1-T. Yeah, MAT four two two six. I'll have links in the. Show what is the four two two six? What is that? I've used that screen name since I was seven. So okay, it's just like it, it catalogs well. If, that, if you see that name on there, it's an identity thief for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's it. That's uh, that about wraps up this show. What show? All over the place. It's yeah, great. all over the. This is our our welcome back studio show after our big workshop out in San Clemente. Excellent. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. When we were at the uh, in San Clemente, oh, that was crazy. Were people? Was... Were people? <laughs> I know what you're getting at. That was crazy. What? Chris's red cam? Yes. I didn't really notice. Did people? Did people ignore him, or people were asking him questions? Uh, the people that knew what was going on were like, you know, keep the drool to a six feet away, uh, and everybody else was like oblivious. But it was so. So uh, Phil Stebley, owner, uh, owner and of the dark room, and the guy that got all this going for the the meetup that we did that we, we've been jonesing about ever since uh he had his son uh come out and his son do, for a living does um a lot of just kind of action sports um mm-hmm. 
film uh, film work, and he makes his living off of three months of the year where they have the surf competitions out um, out on the coast in, in Hawaii. And basically, they'll cut that stuff up and sell it out to you know yeah. to various uh, vendors and such. But he, uh, Phil just like kind of took us out that first night and he's like oh yeah my son's gonna stop by i told him to bring one of his you know one of his uh his smaller cameras and we'll just get some some quick stuff but and, BTS. He, sh- and he shows up with uh, uh like a red dragon with eos cinema lens cinema yeah. primes and stuff and like just great audio and everything and he cut together a great little yeah little bit so but it was it was just like it's hard yeah. not to drool. I worked on a commercial a couple weeks ago that had a red dragon with Cook lenses, like a Jeez. Cook Prime set. Yeah. So this red dragon is not like a roll you get at Mr. Lee. <laughs> no, no, although that sounds delicious. Yes, yeah. it does. Well, feedback. Motion picture. <laughs> yeah, motion pictures here, folks. <laughs> uh, feedback, folks. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I, I really want to thank everyone for tuning in and being sort of part of our community part of our gang you know it's like you're in the room with us and yeah, that yeah, is yeah. special don't you think Henry? I think so well and people it's exactly the way you think it is like uh when Mike's talking, he's, he's often fiddling with the camera at the same time. Yes. When other people are talking, Mike is immediately snapping. I, there's definitely film being burned as oh, the show absolutely. is going on. Like it's No, it's exactly the way you, you're imagining it at home. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for uh, stopping by. Oh, my yeah, pleasure. Thanks, Thank Henry. you for having me. And we're going to be back in two weeks. So we'll see you very soon. Let's get to that, that sausage, sausage house. house. <laughs> H-A-U-S, H-A-U-S house. house. Come
thoughts and opinions, they change on a whim. Whoa, I can't compete with this. Where was that honesty I felt when we kissed? Whoa, being the nice guy just sucks so much dick. As the days pass you by, they will make you sick. But when you look yourself right in the eye, that's when you'll know that it ain't a lie. Cause I can't compete.
Well, like uh, in uh, Mistress Frankenstein, I had a scene where um, where I I was playing the character Carl the Jester, and I had to arrest myself. 